Well, hey, Gundam Maniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained show for the end of the year. It's the last show of the year. And you had yours yesterday. That was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you really for uh, entertaining a another weird topic with us. No, it's cool because it's like we do this like in-depth storytelling analysis. We tend to just fall into that somehow. Yeah. It's okay. almost like we like telling stories and we like reading stories and watching stories. I don't know. Yeah. There's some, something there. Yeah, that's the root of all this stuff is like trying to figure out what is it I'm really into? Why do I like all this stuff? It's something about the storytelling of it. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, but no, I, I'm your host, Adam Blue, and joining me like always, Stephen and Midnight Hatter. Check his links in the description. I'm sure if you're watching the GE show, you watch Midnight Hatter. But if not, the links are there. Much um, appreciated. But yeah, it's the uh, the end of the year, uh, last show of the year. Um, it's always kind of fun to reflect on things. And I know, like, I think it was like a show or two ago, we were like going through Gumpla releases of 2023, and we didn't even get through it all. I know, we were like halfway through the high grades. We didn't even get to like... Yeah, I know, all the crazy stuff. And, you know, I figure, you know, I tend to be very, you know, positive and skim over things I dislike. But I really want to talk about the Gumpla that I disliked and and it might not be just Gunpla in general, but it could be just aspects of Gunpla or of Gundam stuff. And when we say it as a constructive criticism. Yeah. You know, I think that people have kind of lost their sense of humor about things. There was a, there was an old Tumblr account that I used to follow. Maybe you're familiar with it. Uh, your Gunpla sucks.tumblr.com. It was such a fun little account because what they would do is they would, you know, go to all these different social media sites and look at people who have posted pictures of their custom Gunpla, whether it was painted or like kit bashed or whatever. But then they would like point out all the flaws and like, you know, how that Gunpla sucks. But it's a little tongue in cheek. But at the end of the day, it is constructive criticism, right? Because yeah. it's it's something that we should all be able to learn from. Like if you see somebody who has like terrible nub marks on their on their Gunpla kit, yeah, you know, you're you're like kind of teasing them about it, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh, it's so that we we don't do that anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because sometimes people might not realize that's a thing, like right, or or realize that oh, there is actually a way to remove all that. You know exactly. So you know that I remember that account getting in trouble for like bullying, and I was like it. It would be different if they would like tag the people in it and like would send hate mobs their way or and something. Tag like them that. personally. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not what's happening. Yeah, it's a lot of the just it, it's it's like the constructive stuff that you don't normally get a lot, especially when it comes to Gumpla. Like, how often could that for someone be kind of an isolated experience where you're just kind of on your own in a vacuum? You just build and, exactly. Yeah, don't really. Yeah, I mean, I used to I used to use nail clippers to take my parts off the runners. Like, amazing. <laughs> shame, shame. Well, any anything Gundam related you've got yourself into this week? Well, you know, I'm not the type of person that typically um, shows off like Christmas loot. You know, I'm very sensitive about that kind mm. of thing. Like, and I don't, you know, at, at our age, we don't typically get, you know. Yeah fun things it's like underwear my wife got me a, a it's a tradition this year my wife gets me a pair of socks every year with my daughter's face all over them oh that's funny um but my older brother got me as his secret santa in our family secret santa and he came in pretty clutch with the uc 0088 zeta gundam wow so i i cannot tell you guys how excited i am about this particular kit yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to kind of, once you've built it, kind of go over it. Because uh, I think there's this thing where we're trying to find the ultimate Zeta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're probably going to be talking about that a little bit today. But it is really hard to find the ultimate Zeta. Like someone posted on Twitter the other day, you know, all of the different Zeta kits that have come out since 1987. And I was like, man, I have like six of these kits. And not a single one of them transforms well at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's interesting. And, you know, it, it's interesting because with for me, I've never been into transforming robots in terms of like I needed a figure. Like I wasn't into Transformers. I had a few. Yeah. Um, but it's because to me, when you're transforming it, like it, it breaks the illusion for me because there's so much yeah. engineering 
that takes away from what the thing is. Exactly. It's, it's like cutting corners just to make it transform. It's like, well, is it worth it? it is it's not like the transforming itself is a recreation of the transforming in the show. Yeah. And transformers toys enthusiasts will agree with you that like the closer you try to get to anime accuracy, the further away you get from the transformation accuracy. Yeah. Cause like, if you have like one of those MP 44 masterpiece Optimus primes, those things are like 300 bucks, but it's like, all of these fiddly little plates that you have to open up and then it's like you turn them inside out and it's because it was never meant to do that. It was yeah. never meant to do those things. So no, I, and I, and I think that's, that's a crazy thing that like, I never really thought of too much until now. And, and, and so that's where I want to kind of get into, I have a few other subjects for today, but um, right now I want to kind of talk about yeah, what are some of the disappointments this year with Gundam? You know, it could be Gunpla shows, whatever. Uh, maybe just anything. Like, for instance, Metaverse. What do we have any disappointments out of that whole thing? But I wanted to start with a main one that's a big deal to me, and that has to do with the Verka Zeta, which on the surface looks great. Now, this is not even panel-lined or decaled because I pretty much was like, F this thing, and I put it in. <laughs> so I, what annoys me is how small, and I should have just measured it to give the actual facts and data, of the <laughs> joint into the shoulder peg. It is, there's, yes. it's only a few millimeters maybe that actually mm -hmm. works against it. So if you're trying to work a dynamic pose, you are slowly working that joint out of the shoulder. Now, yep. I'm not even talking about transformation. I am just strictly, I haven't even transformed this. So let me say that. Okay. <laughs> but and there's not only that, but uh, when I was, you know, I, I mentioned it on your stream yesterday about the flooding again that happened. Yeah. And then I had to move things again. And I moved, uh, when I was moving the shelf, this was on, I'm able, the shelf that it's on is, is pretty sturdy and I can move things without things falling. This was the only thing to fall off. And when it fell, the abdomen came off and it has this horrible and it's already coming off right now. Just this horrible <laughs> system where it's like a single. Let me try to do something here. It's like a single peg right there yep. that goes into there. But and it's, that holds the entire thing together. It holds the entire thing together. And the arm just <laughs> fell off. <laughs> so, this is exactly I don't think you could have better illustrated the issues with the master grade Zeta Gundam because the back of it, uh, the back of the skirt has this little, uh, this little peg here that actually goes into the uh, the it's gonna be hard to see, but these are very, very small contact points with very minimal oh, yeah. friction. That is just now it was probably designed like that for the sake of transforming, but. What is the what is the enjoyment at a transforming when the transforming itself is not sort of mimicking the experience you would get out of the anime? It's really just a functional, oh, these pieces can then remove to then be put together like this. And it's like yeah. they might as well have just made it where it didn't come with the mega bazooka launcher or whatever, the mega whatever. So it might as yeah. well have had a separate wave rider while getting a very sturdy Verka styled. Uh, Zeta that you can articulate and make those crazy poses that it does. That's what Zeta is known for. And there's a reason that the ro Robot Spirits one does not transform. Yeah. The Robot Spirits is just like an action figure. Um, yep. that, but you that, know that's a good point, actually. Let me grab something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh... <laughs> We're all grabbing our Zetas. Um, and I do have the Metal Robot Spirits that transforms, and that's not bad, but this is the first Robot Spirits release, and this thing, I think, looks sick. Like, it, it doesn't transform, but it just looks so good, and I can do some very dynamic poses Exactly. Yeah. And then you See, have one, too? This is the oh. Master Grade 2.0, oh. which I recently transformed back. I had it in Wave Rider mode, but, you know... Even I would say things that don't have to do with the transformation on this kit are quite fiddly. Like the fact that, you know, if we were to take one of the arms off here, if I can do so without oh. ripping off three or four other parts. You got a good arm then. 
because it's uh, <laughs> not even coming out. Oh, wait, that's yeah, the right? 2.0 anyway. Oh, so there we go, the 2.0. The interesting thing about the 2.0 is that, for instance, the shoulder joints, I've actually glued this one in place. Uh, for some godforsaken reason, this little gray piece is on a hinge, and the only thing holding it to the rest of the arm is this little ring right here where I have glued it in place, which wow. it's like, why even, why is that even a part? Like this, this should have been attached to the arm in the first place. Cause you're never going to rotate the arm inside of the shoulder joint. The entire arm has to rotate. So why even bother that, with that? That's a very interesting point. <laughs> Similarly, on the inside of the shoulder, you know, you've got these little white plates, the armor plates that sit here. This thing is held on by, you know, hopes and dreams. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, it it's crazy. Like in like, I like the idea of them coming up with a cool transforming gimmick. That's fun. But like, yeah. I love the Wave Rider. I love the Zeta. I would rather them if they were going to release the Verka, just add it where you build a wave rider so it has less of the kibble less of the plastic and it's just that plus shape. it's cool to display because then yeah. you have both right yeah exactly and, and, and you, you know me the, the zeta is my absolute favorite gundam and it yeah. breaks my heart that over the last three decades they have not been able to do justice to this no. to this model kit yeah and and so that, that's the thing like Zeta is one that I love. So when I got into Gundam, I bought the high grade, the real grade, the robot spirits, the metal robot spirits. Um, and like the ones that don't transform are a little more fun because I can do more like what I'm because these are articulated. So I'm going to want to make a pose. But if I have to fight the posing because it transforms, or I'm not wanting to transform it. Then I think it defeats the purpose of what it's trying to do. And but yeah. here's the thing. And. I, I have the Verka Victory 2, and it's the same thing. The arm comes off easily. The pieces just fall off. I just have it standing there. Like, how much is it where they, they're they designing it just for looks? They're like, yeah, it might fall apart and be a little, you know, but people are just going to have it in one spot or one pose yeah. or whatever. And it's like, okay, maybe. Um, maybe the idea is, yeah, it's fully articulated because then you create the pose that then you keep it in forever and never touch it. But I don't. People Maybe. are going to want to move it and pose it and, you know. Um, yeah. But back on the subject of the Zeta Verka, tell me, how annoyed are you with the little flappy doos? Oh, dude, that whole <laughs> upper chest section, because it's like once I get the peg into that little small part, then it's, yeah, those flappy parts, I, I need to get them fitted. But as I'm doing that, you're moving like the other parts of it like the the you know the part of the cockpit and then there's this other little piece down here that like if it's in the wrong spot it won't go in so then you have to adjust sure. it and then as you're doing that like the bottom is just falling it's like well i'm trying to connect the bottom and it's just like <laughs> so, and i was so angry because i was in the middle of having a good time cleaning a flood organizing <laughs> i was in a positive mood even though a lot was happening but once that zeta fell apart and i was trying to i was like Cleaning a flood, digging a ditch, I'm getting it down. But putting that Zeta back together, F that. Like, <laughs> that, that pissed me off. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that transforming machines can't be done and done well, right? Uh, I think I'd recently reposted that video on Twitter of the Gaza C, or it might be a Gaza D, but somebody, you know, took like a Gaza kit and they wired it up so that it transforms on its own. But it's a very simple oh. transformation, right? Oh. The legs flip forward, the yeah. head flips down, and it's ready to go. Same thing with like the gap lant. The gap lant is very similar; just everything folds forward. Um, and you know what? Maybe, maybe that's lore-wise why Project Zeta was not exactly a success. Yeah, that is very interesting. Both or lore if the Zeta itself was like the pinnacle of that. But then your favorite mobile suit is the double Zeta Gundam, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do like that a lot. And they kind of went back and that does transforming, but it's a very simpler approach. Exactly. It, they kind of rolled back the the yeah. transformation approach and we're like, hey, let's do the core block thing again. Like that was. 
Hey, but is there a double Zeta that uh, Gumpla that transforms? Well, the high grade is a parts former, so you'd like take the parts, you know. Um, but I think that doesn't the master grade Verka transform? I, I don't have it, but yeah, I'd have to check that out. I didn't know the high grade did because I have the high grade and I did not know it did that unless it's like a, a, a version of the high grade. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just this guy. Uh, but like I said, it, it's a parts former, so like you just take the chest off and like snap it on to the to like the G bomber, and then you've got like the little core fighter that yeah. clips onto the front. So it's it's not like a legit transformation. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a very different style. Like, uh, it's funny sometimes when I think about how different the Zeta is in general to most Gundam. Like it's, yeah. it was where they went all out because of, again, the success of Gundam. So they're like, we're going to make a sequel. We're going to make this badass mobile suit. It's going to go all out and crazy. And then they kind of scaled back. Now they had the variants in the future, but a lot of times they added things to them to make it a little more manageable. Um, yeah. Yeah. It so, seems like they did. Yeah, but you, you know what I got to say? Like, it's interesting when I build something like a master grade or a Verkov versus building any high grade real grade like there's such a difference like a high grade can be such good quality where i don't have to worry about it falling apart and uh, even real grades like when i, I built the epion recently just how mm -hmm. great that is i think there there is something bandai needs to try to achieve and that's like the perfect uh 144 like zeta that can transform without it being a pain um <laughs> I think that they're, you know, and, you know, kind of in the same vein as like rolling back with the double Zeta, that 1991 uh, Zeta wave shooter type, the one that I mentioned that has mm -hmm. like the injection colored plastic, that one is a one one forty fourth scale Zeta that transforms on its own without parts forming. Um, but the transformation mechanism is so simple, like. It's just instead of having all of these little fiddly parts, it's like the entire shoulder joint just turns in on itself and then it's and then it's done. Like you flip the wings down and it's good to go. The only thing that is limited about that kit is that because it's one of the older ones, it doesn't have as much articulation when it's in a robot mode. So like it doesn't wow. have any ab crunch, you know, it doesn't it you can't rotate the torso at all. So you can't get some of those dynamic poses. But I think that the transformation mechanism on that kit is perfect if they could just add a couple of extra hinges for the posability when it's in robot mode then we'd be in business okay yeah that's yeah that's a good point it's almost like what if they release a wave rider that transforms into the zeta like you know where they see so, yeah we're, we're thinking about this like the wrong way is like a yeah. robot that transforms into a jet we need to think about it as a jet that <laughs> yeah i i guess i think that it's it's weird i think the wave rider is awesome and it would be like there's that um I forget what it's called. I was sharing it with Rogue New Type earlier. It's a model kit of a core fighter, but it's not like it's yeah. a 35 scale. I don't know. I don't it's remember pretty exactly. Big, yeah. Yeah. But it would be cool if they did something like that with the Wave Rider. You know, I, I think I I feel like they make the Wave Rider too much of if it exists, so it's part of a transforming Zeta. Like, but no, you can make it its own thing. You know, you they should make a release where it's just here is the uh um yeah, the Wave Rider. Um, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, like with Robot Spirits, like with that Vera anime, they should release it as a sep like an option part set they've been doing with uh, with MS Team. But they could do it with Zeta and have it where there's a Wave Rider that you can get. Well, so. and I guess, couldn't you argue that that's what they did with that SD cross silhouette kit that I was showing yeah, off on stream right. a couple because weeks ago? Multiple pieces, yeah. Um, but like I said, the disappointing part about that is that once you have it in wave rider mode, it's, it's stuck like that. Right. But, but to your point, maybe if that's what you want, then that's the one to go for. But you are kind of solving that with, in a way where you're making it, where it's less about taking it apart to make it, it's like where you can just take parts apart <laughs> and then put it together and it's a little more manageable easier to do exactly yeah i mean i don't have a problem necessarily with parts formers because you know like at a certain point we have to acknowledge that the thing that we see on screen might not be physically possible in real life yep. um but yeah i think that 
the more people try to attempt these things or it attempt these feats of micro engineering uh just the more disappointing it gets <laughs> no that's exactly right i think you know in you know i can contrast that with like getting the gm spartan high grade like how it is nicely detailed sculpted and everything easy fun build doesn't fall apart you know it's it yeah we need something like that um but would you say there's any other disappointments uh with gumpla and then we'll move on from gumpla but to me i feel like that's it it's just the zeta verka everything else was, is awesome yeah i don't think that uh i don't think i had any other major disappointments i wish that the hobby hyzak that the gundam base limited hobby hyzak came with some accessories oh yeah but that's good but point. aside from that that kit is fantastic like yeah, that, the that's proportions the scale the posability that thing is awesome that's um what other kits did you buy this year? Oh man, I, I I got a ton, but just thinking back of my builds, like there was nothing that stood out to be like uh, annoying or anything. Like it, you, everything was pretty cool. Did the God Gundam, the real grade, come out this year? Was that earlier this year? I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, and that was a fun one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I. So if I was to move away from Gumpla, I'd say a disappointment would be, for instance, the price of the Metal Robot Spirits Wound War, but because there's very little with it, but yeah. it was it's pretty amazing. And it's actually an easier transformation than probably because it's not a model kit and has metal pieces in it. Yeah. But it's like the thing with the wound ward is I don't know if it costs that much because of the engineering and the metal, but because it has multiple options you can do at once it's like i would buy multiple of these but for the price i wouldn't and and right. so that's so yeah that's a little disappointing uh when it comes to that um uh and then you know outside of the robot spirits um i would say the gundam metaverse thing only a little disappointing because i felt like you know, I guess whatever we're, we're, our expectations of the metaverse are, but the yeah. show itself, I wish it was a little longer because that was actually pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, you know, I think that there was a lot of fan service going on for people that were into the various build shows that had come before it because obviously it was very self-referential, which was awesome. Like, I, I'm not complaining about that at all. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think that they could have fleshed out that story a little bit more. I would have loved to see more La Gundam variants. You know how there's always the mid-season upgrade for, for the protagonist yeah, suit? That's right. Oh, and I totally forgot. Didn't uh, Witch for Mercury, uh, the, the second season or whatever they call that, that yeah. was this year. And True. It, it's hard to say that was disappointing because it is, it is an alternate universe. It can be whatever yeah. it wants. Um, I think, honestly, you know, again, I kind of gave up on Witch from Mercury um, halfway through the first season. But I, from what I've gathered, people genu generally like the second season. Like, yeah. it was, I think that it was much more, uh, that it was better received than the first season. So maybe I need to go back and give it another shot because, you know, it sounds like that second season kind of picked up the pace a little bit. So if there is a disappointment, it's that it ended, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird too because I feel like yeah, it and it it yeah, it picked up in the second season but it didn't give us enough, I don't think. It yeah. it like would touch on a cool concept but never go through with it. It would just go to the next. Oh, that's a Gundam concept. Oh, that's a Gundam con and then just, you know, um but I think the model kits that came out of it were awesome. I had so much fun building the the people gumpla you know, that, that was a first for me. I like that idea. I, I would love more of that. Like, I hope they do that with Amaro and, like, Sela and Bright. Like, I would love for them to come out with those. Yeah, that would be – I mean, you know, we were talking yesterday, like, where do you go from here? You know, like, where does Bandai go from here? Like, as, as far as, like, model kits and content to come out, you know, why not go back and create, like, 0079 People Gumpla that – because – I mean, personally, I would be excited for them to get into that Zeta double Zeta era. And then oh. I'd start making like my Ru Luca Zeta mashup, like there kit bashed. 
but no, that, that would be cool. Well, actually, I can't wait for if they go that far with the, that Gundam military generation, the um action figures that I've been getting the fully yeah. articulated. Like if they start doing more Zeta stuff. Um, yeah, I would although, definitely buy a Camille there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Although they're already getting pretty obscure with like the um uh the federation and zeon because they're like just army troop building stuff and accessories yeah. which is pretty cool um so yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying to think it is interesting that i can say in general like when it comes to bandai coming out with gundam stuff like very rarely is it like disappointing or like where it, yeah. it's not like a obi-wan show you know like <laughs> Uh, or boba fett show you know like how you know in but that does remind me like um yeah what gundam games even came out this year there's just gbo2 but that was more of just like a, hey we might as well port it to pc it's not like it was a i was gonna say we lost more gundam games than we got this year <laughs> that's that's true yeah. r.i.p gun evo yeah um, which i don't <laughs> i'm not even disappointed it ended because i wasn't really playing it <laughs> yeah no i i think that my disappointment in it because i didn't play it either is is just that it's less content out there for gundam fans you know yeah, it's like maybe point, it's not yeah. for me but i think that you and i if if we have like a lesson that we have taken away from this year it's that like you can be a Gundam fan and not have to have every single piece of Gundam content, media, or product cater to just you. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Like, there is so many different ways you can like Gundam, which is pretty cool. Like, yeah. and, and I think, though, what that does, though, is it makes it where then there's groups of Gundam fans. So then it seems like there's, oh, this type of Gundam fan and this type. But that doesn't really matter. I mean. Right. And you don't even have to interact with those people and- if you don't want to. Like that's don't buy the product. Don't talk to the people. Just focus on the thing that you like, which. Yeah. And what, what's cool about that crossover about all the different types of Gundam fans when it comes to Gunpla, especially is like, then you're learning people's different backgrounds that got them into the hobby. So you might learn techniques in other ways that you wouldn't have learned, you know, um, in your bubble. So. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Like I, I'm really excited then about next year uh, because really, again, I don't think there was a lot of disappointing things really to come. I think Bandai does a good job with their property. I would just say that Verka Zeta is not how they should be making Master Grade um, Gumpla. I mean, you know, but you guys are going to go ahead and cancel me now, but uh, I've always felt that the Verka thing is a little overrated. It is um, not design wise, but engineering wise. wise. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, even like I, I prefer Kunio Okawara's designs to Hajime Katoki's. Oh, I see what you're all saying. All the yeah. time. Like, right. I mean, so you, while while I appreciate some of the artwork that Katoki has done for previous mobile suits over the years, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me, but yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I not a huge Katoki fan. It is interesting when I am seeing some concept art and some artwork and I you can like tell who drew it and you know yeah. and I think there's just some Katoki designs lend better. Like I mean, I know that he you know redid some wing stuff, but yeah, I kind of like you know within me not caring about wing too much, but the core look of wing, you know, and because it it, it kind of lended better to his style. And then Katoki yeah. coming in that he does more of the realistic mechanics that just didn't, to me, jive well with. Right. I mean, you have a mobile suit with angel wings. Like, yeah. of course, it's not going to be realistic. It's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that, that's interesting stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm always going to be excited to see what other Verka variants come out. The, the For the robot spirits, they, they call it version Katoki. Like they mm-hmm. say it out, um, they, they spell it out. And those are pretty nice, but again, they're not model kits. They are just um, right uh, action figures. So, and maybe there's something to be said about that too. Is like the engineering behind a action figure versus versus a model kit. Something that's designed to be taken apart and put back together versus something that is just shipped as is. Yeah, because the one thing that I always think about that I feel like I need, I want to make a guide about it is when you're building a model kit, here are pieces that you should glue 
because sometimes there are pieces that you don't have to worry about them moving. And so it's like, oh, you might as well glue it. It's going to make the whole structure sturdy at the end of the day. Yeah, like that. And I think think there could be some resource about that. It's like, oh, did you buy the, I don't know, GM Spartan, I'm just saying, uh, glue this part, this part, and this part. Like with the Master Grade Hazel, I had to figure out that I needed to glue the waste pieces together in order to hold the whole thing together. Uh, Otherwise, it would come apart. And some of those things could be solved with just different joint design. Like so many model kits rely on just the simple like peg fitting, right? Whereas, and one of the things that I've been learning about this year through 3D printing are like the different types of fittings and connections that are possible with additive manufacturing versus uh, subtractive manufacturing. So for the to illustrate the difference, subtractive manufacturing would be like milling things, like cutting away at, at mm-hmm. something. 3D printing is additive manufacturing because you are building something up from from nothing. Yeah. So with with that, like it makes it harder if you're doing like if you're trying to carve something out, you can't undercut like a piece of a like a, a socket joint, right? But with 3D printing, you can because you're building the joint around nothing so what you can do is you can design parts that are designed to clip into each other and fit a lot more snug than just a standard like peg joint that's going to slip in and out whenever there's enough pressure on it so just things like that like you know there's so many different types of joint designs that i think gumpla have not quite started entertaining yet yeah, or even if one is very interesting, they tend to not repeat that. And then, like, another kit will come out that has completely different, like, especially the wrists. I'm surprised yeah. sometimes how different wrist joints work, where sometimes yeah. there's a double ball joint or sometimes just a peg. And it's like, wh- why are we limiting or, you know, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I will say something that I am super impressed with is the perfect grade unleashed this is like its first form so far yeah and i will say like if anyone was thinking about this but they were too scared this is easy in my opinion it's 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 easier than a real grade i think because the pieces are a bit bigger that always helps yeah and it's i think because it's bigger too there's more securing functions that go along like at first i saw this gap um I don't know this gap and I was like, oh, I didn't push it in all the way. But oh no, it's not that I didn't push it in all the way. It's because it's a separate piece that is over a joint. Uh, and that gap is just to stop friction from happening between the two plastic pieces, but you get the full yeah. articulation. So it's not going to fall out. Well, because the armor plate co- comes and clips around it, yeah. right? Like the yeah. front and the back of the bicep. And we see that sometimes with Gumpla, but it's usually the outer part and not right. the inner. So I, I think it's and, and how this works is I guess there's multiple phases to the inner before I even get to the outer. So it's, I will say, yeah, again, if anyone was considering this, but it seems scary, it is actually very fun. It's not hard. I think it's easier than a Verka. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a lot less fiddly. Yep, definitely. Yeah, because I mean, I've nothing has fallen apart on this. I've been moving it around. I mean, I could fully articulate it and stuff, and it just doesn't fall apart or anything so i was gonna say you are handling that way too like cavalier for for my taste yeah like i feel like when i'm when i'm showing off a model kit i'm like very delicate and yeah no that that's how it is a lot of times yeah but that thing it's it's pretty amazing how they did it yeah i just can't wait to finish it i don't know how long it's gonna take i (laughs) some more layers but uh um okay um i think that's it with that section uh, i want to go to another little fun thing i want to do here now this is going to be where i've been trying to and i'm still working on it because it's a lot of work it's like how to create the ultimate like gundam trivia repository you know there you go. Yeah. because i want to be able to I do gundam trivia every once in a while like once a month get people that you know are like champions and they try to reclaim their title but and it's to learn about the gundam universe no, it's to dunk on each other. <laughs> how how am I supposed to feel better about myself if I don't show everyone how little they know about Gundam? Exactly. No, but so I I decided to maybe 
make it easy on me and use chat GPT or AI. And I know we've tried it in the past and it's, it doesn't have the best. It's hit or miss. But let's, let's go through some of this and see how this works. So, um, uh, let's see, let's go to, what is the model number of the Gundam piloted by Amor Array in the original Mobile Suit Gundam series? That's pretty easy. RX-78-2. Yep. It's answer. Um, is that asked for? Yeah, RX-78-2. Okay. There you go. So this next one was interesting because it's which mobile suit is known as the Red Comet and is piloted by Char Aznable? I think the wording is off, right? A little bit, right? Is it saying the... which mobile suit is known as the Red Comet? But is it the mobile suit or is it Char that's the Red Comet? I mean, because I always thought that it was Char, right? I thought so too, but then it kind of makes sense if people don't know who Char is, but they're seeing this red mobile suit going really fast. Yeah. They, I, so that, that that's a pretty interesting one I because they could be onto something here. I don't know. Maybe. I might need to look into that a little more. Yeah, um, if you watch the rest of the series, it's like, do people call Char's Red Zegok the Red Comet? Oh, that... That's a good point, too, because it, it seemed like it was almost only about that yeah, it, mobile it, suit. And that's actually the answer. Is hmm. the Zaku, yeah. Yeah, this is Zaku. Okay. Uh, in Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, what is the name of the Gundam piloted by Hiroyui? I think that's the Wing Gundam. Or Wing Zero, maybe. Wings. Oh, let's see what let's see what the Wing Gundam. Okay, Wing Gundam. Okay, good. But is his first? But yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, is it really Wing Gundam or is it yeah Wing Zero? And then, so yeah, that, it's, it's so hard because because like I said, you always have that mid season upgrade. So it's like you just it, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, what is the primary mobile suit used by the Titans in Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam? That's a good question. That is a good one. What, I mean, would that be the Hyzak? The Mark II, but that yeah, one see that be, one's uh that wouldn't be accurate. They all got stolen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they wanted that to be the <laughs> right. What if that was the plan? They were gonna mass produce that, but then they got stolen. But what would be the primary mobile suit used by the Titans? I mean, I would have said the Hyzak, the Isaac. RMS 106. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then which mobile suit is piloted by Camille? You know, we know the Gundam Mark II. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in case, let's see what they said. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Zeta Gundam. Okay. I was about to say I saw Mark II and I was like, wait a minute. Um, okay. Who is the main protagonist in Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam? Camille, of course. Camille, okay. Um, what is the name of the captain of the White Base in the original Mobile Suit Gundam series? Lieutenant Reed. <laughs> oh, what'd you say? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I was. I said Lieutenant Reed, the guy that like took over when Bright left Luna Two, and then. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a. But no, it is right there. That should be a trivia question. See, that's you know, I think that that's those those are the types of good trivia questions when it's like, oh, you know, I think I I threw it out there a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, okay, well, who was the first pilot of the Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam? And a lot of people don't know the answer to it. Because the is, obvious one is is not, it Ostinage? It's a uh, Opoly. Oh, Opoly. Oh, okay. yeah. Opoly. Opoly is the one that delivers the Zeta Gundam to yeah. Camille. Okay. Mid mid battle. I remember someone delivered it for some reason. I thought it was. That guy. Yeah, but Ostinage would be a good guess too. That would be that would be like one of the uh, you know the red herring answers. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah okay. All right. In uh, okay. Let me go back up. Okay, in Mobile Suit Gundam War in the Pocket, who's the main character that befriends a Xeon pilot? Well, that'd be Al, right? Al. Uh, yeah, Al Izarua. I don't think yeah, I wasn't that. even going to try that last name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, what is the name of the artificial intelligence system in Mobile Suit Gundam 00 that pilots the Gundam Exia Repair 2? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, that's double O's above my pay grade. Yeah, um, uh, Alice? They, <laughs> yeah, Alice, no, Alice is from Sentinel, but no, don't they have that? Uh, what do they call their it? Might be separate technology. Let me actually look at what they're saying there. Um, Veda, 
Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I've never heard of that. Veda does not pilot the exia. <laughs> there you go. Talos quick to. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, let, let's see. Um, that's false. Period. Yeah, I know Talos is a big double O stand, by the way. Yeah, if, there you go. Um, see, but this is where the chat GPT would come back at you and be like, see what I told you was true from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah. In Mobile Gundam, Iron Blooded Orphans, who is the leader of Tekadon? I don't know any of that. So, Well, I guess it'd be Orga. Oh, there's Orga. All right. Yeah. I got to watch that. I or finish it. I got through five episodes, enjoyed it, but then, yeah. Um, okay. In which Universal Century timeline does the Mobile Suit Gundam Shars counterattack movie take place? That well, is a weird question. Yeah, that's... Let's see what they're... They're just saying, I guess, what year? They might as well have just said what year. <laughs> yeah, what timeline? That was... <laughs> was it, well, there's multiple Universal Century timelines? Hey, don't don't spread that on Discord because you're going to get way too many people excited. They're like, yes, I can ignore Thunderbolt. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. What? Where were we at? Um. What is the name of the conflict in Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn? And I, it's like the Laplace incident. Yeah, Almost which Laplace that conflict? seems like such Laplace box conflict. Yeah, I don't think that's the best answer. Yeah. It should be something like something sexier, like Laplace affair. Oh, that actually sounds good. Um, in Mobile Suit Gundam Seed, what is the primary goal of the organization known as Zaft? Uh, they're the ones with the coordinators, right? Right, free the plant. Kind of like the Zeon thing. Yeah, plant independence. Yeah, it, it, I, let's see. coordinators independence, but yeah, that's kind of the yeah same thing. Um. Who are the primary antagonists? And oh wait, no, there's this other one. Oh wait, did I just uh, skip a whole bunch? Yeah. <laughs> Who is the main antagonist in Mobile Suit and Gundam Thunderbolt? Well, antagonist. I guess is that Eo Fleming, but I mean that depends on your point of view because there's no. Yeah, they have Eo, but I wouldn't say that Eo is the bad guy though. Interesting, because. Actually, if you think about it, if it's like a horror movie and Daryl's out there with his guys sniping, and then you have this like dude come and just murder monster. people, does that yeah. make that, the jazz monster? Yeah, jazz monster. <laughs> I think that's a that's a that's a good one. I mean, it, do you think it has to be antagonist or protagonist? Like, it, yeah, you know, I. I we we could probably get into a whole storytelling argument about this again, where it's yeah. like, you know, who who's the real protagonist, who's the real antagonist. And and I'm very much against the sort of like good guy, bad guy type of um classification. So, you know, because wouldn't the cult be the real antagonist? That's right. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. So, you know, sometimes the terminology and the words kind of matter because, mm -hmm. you know, like I'd argue that Shar Aznable is the protagonist of Gundam, but that doesn't necessarily make him the good guy. Yeah, he's right. just the main character. And I think even a lot of what Shar did was huge into bringing Zeon down. Like if if yeah if he didn't do the things he did, would you know the white base been as successful? And that seems to be like a very um, a Japanese style of storytelling, right? Because if you look at like Dragon Ball Z, for a while, Vegeta is the antagonist, right? Vegeta is the bad guy. But, you know, by the end of the series, he and Goku have teamed up and are fighting a variety of other antagonists. So it's not, it's it just that kind of binary thinking doesn't work. Yeah, it's like Godzilla. Because you have those Godzilla movies where he is the bad guy and then somewhere he's like helping out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I'm going to stop the trivia from there because it is annoying when it's like... So I wouldn't rely on AI to create these trivia questions. I have to somehow come... And I, and I, you know, I did... I think in the Discord, there is a trivia question repository, but it's not like I've been promoting it or actively utilizing it. There has to be some way 
unless I do set aside eight hours a day for a couple weeks and just come up with, and then I'm going to know everything and well, then it's not fun for me. What if, um, cause you can actually feed data into like, if you have one of like the open AI API oh, accounts, you can feed data into a GPT that will then, you know, inform what their, what its knowledge base is. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I did research that and it, it seems a little complicated, but that would probably be the way to go to like have it where, yeah, it's, it's, but even then I've even learned we, the Gundam wiki, if we were to use that as the source has been wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, right. So like you can't rely on the wiki. So then where do you get that, that database? <laughs> but at the same time, it would be fun to, as a community, like have these questions that like, Hmm, is that really the answer? What, what, you know, um, but, but here's really the goal for everyone that's out there. Like I want to, I want to make it where there can be some sort of, you know, Gundam trivia where yeah. I can host it. And it's like where people compete for we'll put some prizes out there and like, yeah, do it I, Jeopardy style. Yeah. It's just, um, it's a lot of work, you know, and I, I think I got to get to a place where like, I kind of have an idea of what to do and it doesn't, you know, get in, into the work I'm already doing, you know, um, exactly. And maybe you can use, you know, chat GPT to, to kickstart it, but then we proofread the answers, make sure that it's good to go. That, that's, that is a, that's a good point. That would be an easy way to get the bulk of the work done and just kind of go in and verify everything. And, um, yeah. Cause like you said, I mean, a lot of those questions, they were almost there. It was just like the yeah. phrasing of the question was awkward or, but yeah, no, that's true. Um, Okay, yeah, uh, you know, coming near the close of the show, I guess, yeah, end of the year. Um, what is, uh, here, here's a good one, and th put you on the spot, name, what is, if it's possible, what's your favorite Gundam thing this year? Favorite happened? Gundam thing. Ooh, that is a tough one. Yeah, because I, I, I'll answer it real quick, and I think, think for yeah. me it was the pc release of gbo2 even though i still prefer the playstation version i think what it just did is it got so many people excited so many people playing it that weren't before yeah. um especially on the the discord server the gundam explained just there's so many people that play it, it and i i joined the other day and it was so fun and i was like man i gotta do this more often so it's probably that because it was a combination of the things i like the video games but all the yeah. mobile suits that i love and then yeah, a bunch of people wanted to play. So I did I did appreciate that that big sort of influx of popularity for GBO2 when the Steam release happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um I suppose if I were to name my favorite thing. Hmm. You know, yeah, if I think back, I would say yeah. that it's the trailer for Requiem for Vengeance. Oh. That's a I think good that one. as we've gotten, you know, because we had the announcement like early in the year, but we we had heard nothing for like months. Yeah, it feels like because I think and wasn't then, the the title was leaked or something, right? Because because yeah. there was the copyright uh, yeah, filed right. last year, right? That was like for Silver Phantom and yeah. Requiem for Vengeance, and everyone was like, "Oh man, which one's the live action movie?" And it's like <laughs> neither of them, but um, and then as we got like the original artwork people were kind of like oh that doesn't look like a zaku that gundam looks stupid like you know there was like this weird oh yeah. there's always going to be people that are disappointed with anything that comes out but i think that unanimously everyone loved the teaser trailer that came out and you got to finally see some of the animation that was happening and it's like okay i think that this thing might actually be pretty good yeah that is that is a good one i would i would put that in my top five then maybe even number two and then, in yeah. fact, if I was going to say the thing that I'm looking forward to the most next year that we know about, that and it, it is Requiem for Vengeance. It's six-episode uh, show on Netflix. That's UC Gundam. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that it um, gets a lot of people excited about UC Gundam because I know that, you know, typically – what, what what's the number one questions that you and I get as Gundam content creators is like, where do I start? Yeah. And where can I watch these things for free? Yeah. And 
and it's like oh well you know you you can't really watch it for free anywhere like you have to have some kind of streaming service or you have to do this that it seems like everyone has access to a netflix account you know thanks cousin or whatever (laughs) whatever the case may be so everyone has access to a netflix account and i feel like this might be one of those good isolated pocket stories of uc that gets people acquainted with the universe without putting them in the deep end of like the new type stuff and all that wild amaro and char baggage i think that this could be one of those um what do you what do you call those moments like the a paradigm shift i don't know something yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i i I think you're right and that made me even think it's interesting then that it seems to be going from the xeon perspective i wonder if they were able to get enough data that like people in the west really like (laughs) xeon you know a lot even though they're the bad guys but doing it in a way that japan is known for where yeah it's like they're not who's really a bad guy and it really depends there's you know a lot to that um yeah oh yeah that so that'd be interesting um yeah i can't and we haven't got a date on that right yet not that i know of yeah i don't think so yeah thinking about it i I, it might even be soon like i hope it's like january like (laughs) well yeah and i'm only saying that well i don't know about january now because i was about to say that we got the freedom movie but Mm -hmm. that that's january but i I haven't heard anything about an English release. No, neither have I. And, um, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because I remember with Cougars Doan's Island, it yeah. was like, Hey, it's in English. Like, yeah, exactly. Surprise. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I just, I just hope, uh, Requiem is sooner than later. Um, yeah, I hope we get some model kits out of it. So someone in chat is saying it's set for an October release. I mean, I, I hadn't heard that. If you got a source net, please link that. Because yeah. that would... I'd be excited if that's... October's yeah. is so far. It is, but not, not in terms of, like, these types of production schedules. You know what I mean? Like, Well, the only reason is because rumor is Hathaway 2 would be this summer. Hmm. So it would be weird if that is getting promoted first when you know Hathaway was on Netflix or it could just mean that it's not coming but I yeah I don't know um hmm I'll have to look that up but we haven't gotten much uh Hathaway news like yeah I know exactly and but that's what's interesting because I guess when that first Hathaway came out like it was just like trailer and then dropping on Netflix you know like out of nowhere um uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, well, cool. Yeah, can't wait, honestly, for what's going to be next year. This was a fun year of Gundam stuff. Um, yeah, I've definitely got some big plans uh, for, for next year, and uh, I know that you do too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, next year will be fun on our channels for sure. A lot more content, not going anywhere. Um, but, yeah, for that, anything else you wanted to add, Steve? No, that's all I've got for, for this year. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah well cool well yeah all thanks for joining um yeah hope you have a good new year um rest of the year also uh yeah before then um and then yeah we'll be around next year for some more gundam stuff so see y'all later sounds good cheers happy new year